I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer, 12.50 a.m. The Fan in Milwaukee, along with our guy Ryan Horvath, host of BetMGM Tonight, uh, and with the hashtag Trade Rogers to Commanders. God help us all. Uh, check out Ryan and I normally on Curd and Long, our podcast we do three times a week, recorded Monday, Wednesdays, uh, and Fridays. It's up by 5 o'clock Central. Uh, each one of those three days uh, during the course of the week. He's joining me here on Green and Growing, Nathan Marzian, uh, with the day off of the podcast. So he's being nice enough to fill in and talk some Bucks basketball, which is a change for Horvath because normally he does uh, a bet MGM tonight during the week. And I'm sure they talk some Bucks basketball, but not just Bucks basketball you know, for a half hour or so. So this Bucks basketball team coming off of uh, playing the Chicago Bulls last game, heading into the All-Star break. They ride a 12-game winning streak into the All-Star break, uh, Ryan. Anytime you have a winning streak, you don't want to see it get broken up and ended, right? You want it just to have that continuous flow, keep playing as well as you can, as long as you can. But now you get several days off for the All-Star break, uh, yeah. which means these guys get some rest. But they've been dinged up. Pat Connaughton didn't play. Chris Middleton didn't play in that game against the Bulls. Giannis sprains his wrist, crashing into the standing, uh, holding up the, the hoop in that Bulls game. He doesn't come back. Uh, so they're definitely a little banged up. Does this come at the right time for the Bucks? do you think? Yeah, I think that there's a couple teams in the league right now that really need to get to the all-star break. There's teams like the Memphis Grizzlies, just because they're so beat up, they need Steven Adams back. But you look at the Bucs, and they're playing really good basketball, but still they need to get to the break just to heal up and just kind of – because they're going to have to figure out those second half um, – I mean, you have some roster changes, obviously, with Crowder coming in. You're going to have to figure out your rotations here for the second half of the season, I guess. And you're going to want to get Chris Middleton back healthy at some point or as healthy as Chris Middleton's going to be, which I know we're going to talk about. But, yeah, I think it's a good time for the Bucs to get to the All-Star break. I don't think they desperately need it like some other teams do just because of how they're playing right now. And, like, last night I thought was the perfect example of why they're so tough to beat because Giannis leaves that game. And I did not want to see Giannis come back into that game. That was my fear. Like, Giannis would push it or he's going to push it and try to play in the All-Star game. When I don't care about the all-star game, man, I don't care about MVP awards. I just care about winning one more championship because if not, then Giannis is going to start putting the pressure on the front office. Most likely. I know he just signed the super max, but especially like with Middleton, not being healthy this season. So, I mean, last night though, Brooke Lopez just absolutely went off, especially in the first half of that game. You know, they have, 
they just have every single night. It could be a different guy right now. And that's what I like about this team. So I think the all-star break is going to be a good thing, but I don't think they desperately needed it. You know, like some of these other teams, just because even when they're missing guys like Giannis, or even if Drew's going to take a night off or Middleton hasn't been right, uh, they find ways to get it done. Everybody's kind of stepped up this year so far. Giannis last night becomes the all-time assist leader in Milwaukee Bucks history. He is now the franchise leader in points, assists, blocks, free throws. Okay. Of all Bucks history, he's the leader in all of those. And he's less than 500 rebounds away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in rebounds. He literally is going to lead like all statistical categories by the time he is done uh, being a Milwaukee Buck. I remember a few years ago doing the Wendy's Big Show in Milwaukee with Gary Ellison, former Packer running back, and Leroy Butler, the Hall of Fame safety. Uh, And we talked about how good we think he can be. Uh, And Gary Ellison said, greatest ever. He's going to be the greatest buck ever before this is all said and done. And I think right now you could say he is probably the the second greatest bucks ever or the best buck player ever. You know, he's been here longer than Kareem was. Kareem got up, forced a trade, got up. So from that aspect, uh, longevity, uh, dominance, multiple MVPs, won a championship like Kareem, all of that. I think you might be able to make an argument right now that he is the best buck ever. Best Buck ever, yeah. I don't know if he's the best player ever to play for the Bucks, like just because of obviously Kareem. But like you said, Kareem's resume uh, really takes off when he leaves the Bucks. So I, I would agree. I think Giannis is the best player in the league right now. I mean, I know Jokic is most likely going to win his third straight MVP, and he's averaging a triple double. And the Nuggets right now are the number one overall seed in the Western Conference. We talked about this actually last night on our show. You know, both of my co-hosts went with Jokic because of the three-point shot because of what he does on the floor, but I would go with Giannis. And A, because like you, Sparky, I like guys that have done it in the playoffs, guys that have won championships. Like, I'll always be MJ over LeBron, but I'm never going to punish LeBron for going to 10 finals and losing. Because, like, what should LeBron lose in the Western Conference finals? And it's not just that Jordan went 6-0 and in the finals. It's just that, like, Jordan had that killer instinct, that drive to where if they were down five, six points in the fourth quarter – He would just go off. He wouldn't need to pass the ball. He would score 40-plus points, and that's what Giannis has. I saw Giannis in Game 6 of the NBA Finals score 50-plus points. He was also the best defender on the floor that entire series, and that's something I haven't seen from Jokic. Giannis could win Defensive Player of the Year and MVP every single year, and Jokic doesn't bring that on the defensive end, and he's never done it in the playoffs. So I would take Giannis. He's the best player in the league. He's the best player on the planet. He needs to do a little bit more for me, though, before I put him over Kareem. Kareem was awesome, and Kareem's one of those guys. Like, if we're talking George Mikan or some of these old-school guys, like, I don't know that their game translates. Kareem could play in any era. Yes. No doubt about it. That that sky hook and his ability uh, to play inside is absolutely remarkable. No no question. Uh, You start talking about MVPs. uh, You know, look at Giannis. 32.5 points per game. Uh, Jokic, 24.5. Rebounds, 12.3 for Giannis, 11.5 for the Joker. Assists per game, big disparity. 10 assists per game for the Joker, 5.5 for Giannis. And field goal percentage, 63% to 54% for Giannis. Giannis, I should say. If you get into the advanced stats, in which I don't know half of, the Joker wins all of them. Just whoop, it's all oh, God, Joker. Yeah. If you start looking at advanced stats, advanced metrics, it's a Joker all day. So odds are he's going to probably uh, win his third MVP. But again, can you justify giving somebody a third straight MVP that's never had his team in the finals? That, that's my thing. 
I saw it brought up on Twitter. I forgot who it was. So I apologize. Whoever I'm not giving the right amount of credit to on Twitter, but somebody brought it up. And I was like, you know what? You're damn right. This dude's never been in the finals. Now you could say, well, Jamal Murray was hurt and this situation and that situation. It's not his fault. Fine. But think about it. Like when you go back and look at history and you go, man, that Jokic dude, holy crap. Look at all these MVPs. He never was in a finals and he won that many MVPs. Don't you think people are going to laugh? Like, how can you be that dominant and never get your team to the finals? Like, I think Jokic is going to become the Jokic before this is all said and done if you can't figure it out. Yeah, but then they're going to look at those rosters like, wait, who the hell did he even play with? And they're going to see that his running mate was Jamal uh, Jamal Murray, and that's no disrespect to Jamal Murray He's because good I really like him. He didn't even play last year either. Correct. Aaron right. Golden, Michael Porter Jr. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's a regular season award, though, so you really can't punish Jokic. It, it's a regular season award. That's why he'll never win finals MVP, most likely. I don't know. We'll see. This is Denver's chance, I think, this year. They're the number one seed. The problem is the Suns just got Kevin Durant, so they're probably screwed. Nobody has respected the Nuggets being the one seed all year. Nobody talks about, oh, yeah, the Nuggets are the team to beat. They've been the one seed all year, Horvath. Who has been predicting them to go to the finals? I haven't seen anybody predict them. Nobody. I've I've seen people on Memphis, and Memphis needs to get healthy. Like I just said with Steven Adams, he needs to come back because I like Jaron Jackson. He's going to be defensive player of the year, but he's not the same player without Steven Adams doing the dirty work out there. Phoenix has two of the best scorers, the two best scorers in the league. And also Kevin Durant's a really good defender. So I know that you lose Mikel Bridges and some depth, Cam Johnson, but Kevin Durant is a top 10 defender in this league. People forget about that. Nobody talks about that just because of the way that he could score the basketball. I don't trust the Nuggets. I don't trust them to play enough defense. And I don't trust other guys to step up and hit shots and be able to score buckets. Like let's say Jokic is getting double teamed or just taking a beating. It's a physical game in the playoffs. We know, I think a lot of people just expect the warriors to get right, but I don't know about that. There's a championship hangover. I didn't think that was a great warriors team last year. I thought that was more of a choke job by Boston and Tatum wasn't healthy and he kind of choked. Let's be honest. Jalen Brown was the best player in that series. So I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be chalky. I'm picking the Suns to come out West now, as long as Durant's healthy, but nobody's picking the, like, I need to see the Nuggets do something before. I mean, they went to the Western conference finals. What? That was the bubble year though. So that doesn't count. That does not count. Not, not in my opinion. I mean, it counts. Well, for that. It count for like us. there's won a championship that year. We haven't seen that team since. I want to sidetrack just a little bit here. Cause you brought it up. Mikel Bridges. Awesome. Is he good? Is he going to be James Harden? He scored the aspect, I know. In the aspect of this, I've watched the last two Nets games. In this aspect, okay? Mm-hmm. Harden is in Oklahoma City. He's the third guy coming off the bed. And really, nobody was really buying him. He goes to use it because he wants to be the guy. And everybody laughs and says, dude, come on. You're James Harden. You're not going to be the guy. And boom, superstardom, right? He bet on himself, and he was a million times right. He never would have got to that level had he stayed in Oklahoma City. Mikel Bridges now is in a situation where he can be the guy the yeah. offensive player and legitimately become a perennial all-star in the Easter conference more than likely. I mean, this may be a thing five years from now when Durant's long gone after a couple of years in Phoenix, where everybody's talking about how the Nets made out in that deal by getting bridges. I like Cam Johnson too, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, and I kind of like what they were able to do now. They're not going to do anything this year. And it really sucks if you're a Nets be a playoff or- team. Right, but it's kind of hard to be optimistic when you won like 12 out of 13 games. Remember, I bet the Nets to win the championship at 8-1 to one because I thought, okay, well, Kevin Durant and Kyrie are getting along good. They're healthy. This team is rattling off wins right now, but they can still defend. Problem for them, Ben Simmons sucks, man. Like, I try not to say, I try not to say like pro athletes suck, but like is that – like I, I, 
I hate Ben Simmons. I don't think anybody likes Ben Simmons. Nobody. Like he's, Nobody. I, I mean, you can't be a Giannis guy and a Ben Simmons guy, but it's not even that. Like, I used to just love watching Giannis just dog him and bully him. That was MJ-type stuff. Right. Like, MJ, like, you would have a game on MJ, and then the rest of your career, he would haunt you. I found out – well, I'll save this one about MJ, actually, because we're going to talk about him to close yeah. out the pod. We just got to get to that. But I – uh, like – he would just dunk on him, call him an effing baby. I don't like Ben Simmons, though. He's never available. He's always on the bench. He has a new girlfriend every week. Which this is my all- thing. I think Ben, listen, before I say this, he's not the only one in the NBA. He's not the only one in pro sports. There are lots of dudes like Ben Simmons in pro sports today. Any sport. NHL, baseball, football, basketball. Guys that, yeah, they like the sport. They love it. Obsessive. No. I don't think he likes they, it. But they love the money, the fame, the women. They love everything that comes along with it, but they're not in love with the game like the greats, like Giannis and so forth. Where has he improved since he's come into the league? Like, where did he get better? I, no he one. hasn't. He no, got better he at all. What, right. what, yeah, he doesn't care. That's the thing. He doesn't care. He, I don't think he – and that was always the knock on Ben Simmons, though, that this guy doesn't really – he just doesn't care. He's got all the physical gifts, all the tools. I'm just – I don't think he's any good. But I do really like what they've done with that roster. I like Bridges. I feel bad for Bridges, to be honest with you, because uh, he really liked being in Phoenix. So, sucks for him. But I think that this is a good spot for him because he can kind of be the man now. I like Cam Johnson. And I like Jacques Vaughn. I, I, I think that he kind of got screwed in this whole deal with Kyrie being such a head case because he had this team playing really good basketball and he finally got his shot. I thought he should have got that job a couple of years ago. Well, let's be honest. Like Kenny Atkins probably should have never lost his job. He Correct. lost his job because Kyrie and KD were being little babies oh. about it. Then he loses his job. And then remember Steve Nash gets the job, but yet day one, he gets that job and Kyrie's like, yeah, I don't really see him as our head coach. And it's like, Oh word. Cause you just hired him as the head coach. That like, has there ever been? I don't. I just never want to talk about that era of basketball again. <laughs> this is the problem too. Like, with my like my co-hosts love this crap. I miss the old school '90s NBA. That's when you know you're getting old. But it was just like guys busting each other's ass. Like Jordan wanted to go out there, and even if he was friends with Barkley at the time, and they were golfing before, he wanted to hang sixty on them. You know, like. Ewing wanted to go out there and, and outshine Elijah on. Now these guys, like, they don't care. They just want to make money and not get injured. Did you see the Tiger Woods-Justin Thomas thing at, at, at the, the yeah, Genesis? Yeah, the tampon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you see that? And yeah. then the video. Cancel Tiger now. So. The video, he drops the club. He looks over Justin Thomas and smiles. And Justin Thomas is smiling, just shaking his head like, I can't believe you just did that to me. Dude, yeah. but but again, I mean that's you don't. I don't know. There's I not see? a lot of that. Did I see Tiger Woods? Yeah, baby Tiger's Tiger golfing Woods. this week. I love me some Tiger. Yeah, he he looked pretty good yesterday. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, okay, so last night before uh, the Bucks bulls game, and comes find out Middleton's not playing. Everyone's like, what do you mean Middleton's not playing? He's been playing so well since he's come back from the injury the second time. Eric Name uh, put out some of the quotes from after the game to uh, Mike Budenholz, or the coach. Uh, and the question was, are you guys uh, keep, uh, as you guys keep progressing and giving Middleton more and more minutes, was this expected along the way that he might get pushed a little bit too far and needs a day off or did this come out of the blue? Boonholder said, quote, no, I wouldn't say this was expected. This was not planned for. This was not. So we just have to take it day by day. And in some ways, that's how uh, all the guys are. Just got to check in with them and see how they're doing. So, again, I hope it's not anything to be concerned about or worried about, but just keeping him good and healthy and see how he feels coming out of the break. Folks, I, I tweeted out, like, I'm not going to sound the panic alarms, throw up the red flags. But when Bud says, I hope it's nothing. Uh, we weren't planning for this. Like we thought he was good. And all of a sudden, boom, now he can't play. Um, and it's bothering him again. If I didn't have the David Bakhtiari flashbacks coming into my brain, I wouldn't be as concerned about this. But since we just all lived through Bakhtiari and his knee, they can't have the same thing play with Middleton where he's available for five, six games. Then he's got to miss five or six. Then he's available for five or six. Then he's got to miss five or six. You aren't winning a ring if Chris Middleton can't play in the playoffs. It's it's legitimately that simple. Now we come back after the All-Star break and Milton plays for two weeks. And if he's got to miss games again, then I'm going to sound the alarms and go, we're in trouble because he's not going to be able to put together a full run. And not only is it bad for the Bucks, it's bad for Chris Middleton who has an option. She's not picked up. He's going to go into free agency and try to get a new deal from the Bucks, probably get more money than he was offered or go get more money somewhere else. But if you can't stay on the floor and be healthy all year, that's going to affect your money. If people are questioning how healthy that knee is. Yeah, for sure, man. He was just starting to play well, like you said, but he was still on a minutes restriction and it's going to be tough for him to get any more money when I know he's been injured this season, but I mean, that's a red flag right there. He's only playing 21 minutes. He's only averaging 13 points, about three rebounds, three assists. Again, this is on a minutes restriction at about what, 60, 70% when he came back, but still you're definitely probably not going to get any money. And I completely agree that they're not going to win a championship. They're probably not going to make it to the Eastern conference finals without Chris Middleton. Well, they could probably get to the Eastern conference finals, but you're not going to beat Boston. Like Correct. you said earlier, you're like, I think Cleveland's probably a year away um, maybe a couple pieces away. And then I don't really Philly. know what to make of Philadelphia because Philadelphia, like we've done this the last three years, a couple years ago, they couldn't beat the, they couldn't beat Atlanta a couple of years ago. Like doc rivers always manages the choke in the playoffs, but I do like Embiid. Uh, Embiid looks like he just has the drive this season and Harden's looked much better. Yep. The thing that scares me about Philadelphia, Harden looks good this year. I know it's just easy to rag on Harden. He looks interested. He looks in shape. He's running the offense, but the thing that scares me the most about them is actually Tyrese Maxey. I, I really like Maxey. What are you going to get from Tobias Harris in the playoffs? I know that's always a question mark, but if Maxey could take that next step, they could be scary in the playoffs, but I still think it comes between um, Milwaukee and Boston and without Middleton, 
absolutely not. They have no chance against Boston because you need his defense and you need somebody to knock down shots. Yeah. You really need you need three scorers in the NBA to win a championship now. Really yeah. four. Oh, and like I, I liked and I like the Crowder pickup because he's gonna give you that toughness that really you've been lacking, let's be honest, since PJ Tucker left a couple of years ago. But I mean, he's not gonna get you 14, 15 points per game. Not at this stage of his career. No. You really need Middleton back. And that's my biggest concern. That's my only concern with the Bucks right now is Chris Middleton. I, I got to ask you about one other guy outside of Middleton because it's a guy that we talk about all the time on this podcast with Nathan Marziano and myself, uh, and that's Grayson Allen, right? Yeah. So at the beginning of the year, Marziano was like, ah, no, I'm not interested in trading Grayson. We're not trading. I don't want to trade Grayson, blah, 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 blah. Then by the time we got closer to the deadline, he changed his mind and said, you know, if he's not making shots, there's not really much going on there. So I'm okay if they have to trade Grayson. Okay, fine. Then Grayson swayed him again after that. Um, and I think now he's back on, you know, the Grayson bandwagon a little bit. But last night, the double thumbs down after the make uh, to the Bulls crowd and that whole deal. I, I, uh, I'm curious. So if he's on your team, are you loving him? Is, is he annoying you by some of the stuff he does? Or how do you think that is? It appears like these dudes are down with Grayson Allen, but he does have some stuff with him. Yeah, if he's on your team, then you're probably down with him, uh, whether you're a fan or if he's in your locker room. Like, if he's got your back. thing with him is, though, he needs to knock down shots. I mean, I completely – like, if Grayson Allen was able to play against the Chicago Bulls 82 times a year, he'd be one of the best two guards in the league. He'd average probably 20 points per game. The thing is – and you like him in a series like that. I worry about Grayson Allen when you get to a series against a team like Boston, even a team like Cleveland. Like, he's a solid defender. No, he's not. I was going to say. He's I not. don't think he's a solid defender. He's, I think he's, a, he's average to below average. Okay, yeah, I won't say – I'll say he's a um, – he gives effort on the defensive end. Boston targeted there? him in that series. I was going to say – aggressively yeah, went at him. That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so he's a solid he, – he, like, you could – He's not a huge liability on the defensive end, again, against teams like Chicago, against like those like bottom-tier or mid-tier teams. But in a series like against Boston, or if the Nets didn't break up, or a series against Philadelphia, who's, he, going to who's he guarding against Philadelphia? He's not guarding Maxie. No. He's not guarding James Harden. He's not guarding Tobias Harris. So that's my problem. He's a decent regular season player. He's a decent playoff player in series against teams like Chicago. He's a good role player. But you really can't rely on him to play, in my opinion, like 30, 35 minutes against teams like the Celtics. I wish they would have got a little bit more athletic. I really like Carter. Um, yeah, like I would trade Grayson Allen in a heartbeat. I'm not a Grayson Allen guy. And my uncle actually used to work out and train with Grayson Allen all throughout high school and college uh, in Florida. I've never been a Grayson Allen guy. I used to text my uncle, my uncle Mike, every other week, and I'd say, what is wrong with this kid? Like, is there something, is there a screw loose? Because every time I'd watch a college basketball game, he'd be tripping somebody right. or he'd be taking shots at somebody. I don't really care about, like, the Caruso thing. I, I like how hard he plays. I feel like if you're Grayson Allen, man, right? Like, look at him. He looks like Ted Cruz. He's, like you just said, he's not a great defender. He's not even a great shooter. He's athletic enough. But if you're not, like, that kind of player, a little dirty, you got a little edge to you, you're probably in the G League or playing in Turkey with my cousin right now. So, like, he kind of has to be that way, I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if Patrick Beverly isn't a pest out there and talking trash and sticking his finger in Chris Paul's eyeball, is he even in this league? Like, that's yeah. their mental edge. So, 
I feel like Grayson Allen, if he's on your squad, you're down with him. Um, I like the Bucs. I don't like Grayson Allen. I don't trust them, but I don't hate him. He, it, like, there's there's bigger villains in the league. I kind of I get a kick out of it sometimes. All right. Uh, NBA All-Star Weekend going on this weekend. This one, it shouldn't bother me, but to a degree it bothers me as a parent. The NBA is looking to avoid a last player pick situation. The NBA All-Star Draft this year per TNT. NBA All-Star captains will now pick the reserve players first, and then we'll pick the starters last after they pick the reserve players. So there's not a, one reserve player getting picked last. Dude, they are grown wow. adults making a lot of money. These if their feelings are getting hurt and they're complaining because they don't want to be the last player picked, like they're at recess in elementary school or something. Dude, you've got bigger fish to fry than, than anything else. Like these guys all need, I don't know, ego checks or whatever you want to say. It's this is out of control. Like we're to that point of having to protect these dudes from not being the last player pick. Come on, man. That's crazy, Ryan. See, I need to be on this NBA podcast because the younger, the younger people would probably hate me though, because like, Honestly, I feel like the old man yelling at the clouds here, but all year long, it's, it's, but that, that's the thing. Like, this league has become so soft. Yes. Let's look at last year for an example. The Minnesota Timberwolves were a playing team, a freaking playing team. They win a playing game. Pat Bev is drinking Bud Lights on the floor. I actually got a kick out of that. Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns, don't get me started on how soft he is. Oh, he yeah. fouls out of that game. As Jimmy Butler about that. He falls out of that game. He had four fouls at the half, and he's hugging his superstar girlfriend on the floor in tears. Like, that was the play-in game. None of these guys want to compete. They're all buddy-buddy. Anytime anything's not going perfect, sometimes things are going right, and they still want out. Kyrie, the Nets probably would have went to the, the Nets could have won a championship with that roster. Sure could have. People are like, well, you don't understand. Kyrie deserved the bag. Kyrie deserved the money. It's like – Kyrie's a head case. He quits on his team every other year. Last year, he didn't play basketball because he didn't get vaccinated. And I'm not like going to make the, you know, it's not about that, but it's just like you do what you got to do to go to work. Like if you told me to raise your child and support your family, you have to go get a shot. I have to do it. Unfortunately, it's just always something with these guys. And then you can't like go after him or you're the bad guy. I don't know. The league is just so soft. And that's a perfect example right there. And we all know every year who's going to be the last pick if he's in the All-Star game. Nobody's going to the All-Star game and paying all that money to watch Rudy Gobert pull down rebounds and defend the rim. <laughs> like, nobody wants to see Rudy Gobert's ass in the All-Star game. Oh, Not one God. person. Rudy Gobert's parents don't want to see Rudy Gobert in that All-Star yeah. game. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. All right, let's uh, quickly pick up winners here uh, for the All-Star weekend that nobody will be watching probably. Uh, okay, uh, the skills challenge. This Okay, so Giannis and his brothers are in it again. And I've seen people, oh, this is really an insult to the to the skills competition. Okay, but but just hold on a second. So the other teams competing, Team Who Jazz, Team Jazz, because it's the all-star games in Salt Lake City. Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler, and Colin Sexton. Um, I don't know if they really scare me all that much. Team rookies, Boncaro, Ivy, and Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, there. I don't know. Maybe Giannis's brothers can win this thing. Who knows? They all they have to do is win it once, right? And then they're just going to walk away and be done, and that, that's going to be the end of it once they win this thing, right? Or are we going to do this every year to try and make sure Alex gets to do something? I think we're going to do it every year to make sure that Alex gets to do something. So stupid. Right? I guess. So, I don't know. Are you picking him, though? 
Yeah, I'll take them. Yeah. I'm picking them too. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pick them too. And the majority of the reason I'm picking them for, uh, it's because the rookies have never done it before. Obviously, that's why they're rookies. Um, right. So I think there's going to be a little getting used to it there. And the jazz players really haven't done it. These dudes have done it. They know exactly what they're doing. And if I know them, they've been practicing for a while. All right, you're doing this. You're doing that. You're doing exactly. this. I need you all to be practicing this and getting ready for this thing. They take it very seriously. Now, my question is, if Giannis can't do it because of his sprained wrist, what then? Yeah, then what do they do, though? Oh, who steps in? Middleton's hurt. Is this Holiday play? Does Holiday step in for Giannis and play with his two brothers? Or who's that guy? They might need another Greek guy. I don't know. I have no idea what they do. All right, three-point contest. Uh, here is the, uh, the yeah. other events. Now, three-point contest, I'll be honest, over the years, this has become my favorite thing to watch, Same. more so than the dunk contest or anything else, right? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so we have Tyrese Halliburton, Wisconsin native, Indiana Pacer. Tyler Hero, Wisconsin native. Yeah. Buddy Heald, uh, Indiana Pacers. Kevin Herter, I am a Sacramento Kings guy. He has not shot the ball well enough to be in this thing. But either way, Kevin Herter's in it. Damian Lillard, uh, Lori Markinen, who has had an unbelievable year. Yeah. Julius Randle is replacing Anthony Simmons of Portland. Uh, and then Jason Tatum of the Celtics. Who you got, Ryan Horvath? All right, so I know a lot of people are going to pick Dame. Makes sense. Um, people will pick Tyler Hero, especially the betting market because he's plus 550. I love Tyrese Halliburton, man. Shout out to Oshkosh. He's having a ridiculous season. Pacers might even get into the playoffs. I'm actually going to pick Jason Tatum. I like big guys. That's my like, pick, Jason Tatum. I'm picking the same guy. Well, nobody else is, so no, we're the only fine. people on Jason Tatum. He's not going to win the MVP this year, even though he's going to be the best player on the best team. Uh, that's going to go to Jokic. So I think he's going to have a big all-star weekend. He's still embarrassed about what happened in the NBA Finals, even though he had a shoulder injury. I'm actually a huge Jason Tatum fan. I just, I like Tatum. He seems like a good dude. I like the relationship him and Deuce have. I know that uh, people always clown us, you know, on social media because his kid's like at every event. Yeah. I like that, though. I, I It's wholesome content, and I like Jason Tatum. I'm picking Jason Tatum to win the uh, three-point competition. It's only because you're a dad. If you were single, cold, and lonely, you'd be clowning him too. No question. Parents aren't clowning that dude. But if you're not a parent, then you're clowning the hell out of him because you don't understand. I like I like Tatum, man. All right. Let's go, to, let's go to the slam dunk contest that has willed away to being complete crap. Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., Houston Rockets, Mac McClung. I have no idea. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Trey Murphy the third. Oh, my God. The Pelicans. And Jericho Sims uh, for the New York Knicks. Well, I bet Jericho Sims because he's plus 275. All these guys are like the same price. Who is tuning in to watch this. Who knows any of these guys other than the fans of these teams? There's McClung no chance. McClung wasn't in the league. He was uh, in the G League. He I just got so. picked up by Philadelphia, I, I think. Sixers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's who everybody on my show pick. Because I guess if you go back, you watch his YouTube highlights, he's that guy. Just I had I'm not going to lie. I probably won't even watch this. I'm going to watch the three-point competition for the first time ever in my life, Sparky. I may not watch the dunk competition. This should I'm be not a big deal it. in my house. Me and my dad, we would make a big deal out of this. But you remember, like, growing up, guys were actually in the dunk competition. Even if stars. they were up stars, we would see cool stuff, like Brent Berry take off from the free throw yep. line. That was not a memorable year, but it was still something cool happened. I started to lose interest when we got when we got into the props. When it was like Dwight Howard coming out of the over a car, and Superman. Superman. That was yep. the most overrated dunk ever. He did not jump over a freaking SUV. <laughs> the front of it. 
<laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I'll probably be, uh, me and my kid will probably be watching the Elimination Chamber, WWE. And then Sunday, we're going to the big DC Defender game, opening kickoff this weekend in the XFL. Oh, that's right, the XFL, yeah. The judges for the dunk contest, Jamal Crawford, Lisa Leslie, Carl, Carl Malone, fine. Baby Jordan, Harold Miner. I don't even know what Harold Miner does nowadays. Uh, and Dominique Wilkins. How Those is Carl Malone allowed in events is what I want to know. Well, it's Salt Lake City. It's Utah. I don't care yeah. what he says. That's true. He, he, he's in Salt Lake City. Barry Bonds in San Francisco with the Giants. Dude's going to be loved yeah, forever. Barry Bonds is a much minor. better human than Carl Malone. Well, regardless, <laughs> he's a cheater. I mean, Malone didn't cheat. Harold Miner, I would, I, I, I can't believe that. That, that's like a where are they now? Baby Jordan, Harold, Baby Miner. Jordan, man, yeah, I remember oh, that so hype trade. You put him in the dunk contest, maybe I'd watch. <laughs> maybe, yes, that's what they should do. You know what? That I'd be in for. They should have a senior dunk competition. Marcus Johnson is still throwing it down every yeah. year for his birth. They still throwing it down. You're telling me Michael Jordan couldn't still throw it down? I bet you money he could still dunk. Bet you money. Now, he ain't taking off from the free throw line, but I bet you he could still dunk. And speaking of Michael Jordan, as we record this on Friday, he turned 60 years old. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Horvat, I know, is a huge Jordan guy, huge uh, Bulls guy from back in the day. All right. Impact of Michael Jordan on the NBA. Where do you think, where do you think his biggest impact is? Biggest impact? Well. Of his legacy, where's his biggest impact? Because they had that movie Air coming out, you know. Yeah, uh, which I'm definitely going to watch, by the way. Go ahead. Probably the style, actually. I mean, people like the Jordans are still – everybody wears Jordans. I mean, I just – it's kind of like how, like, the Fab Five, they kind of changed things, and they were cool because they had the shaved heads and they had the long shorts and the all-black shoes. Everybody wanted to be the Fab Five. Like, Jordan just made everything so cool because he was uh, slick about it. You know, he would – he was explosive, the dunks, especially early on. And then he kind of changed, you know, throughout his career. He had, uh, he wasn't as explosive anymore. So it was the fadeaway jumper. But I don't know. I just felt like Michael Jordan was just cool. He had the big hoop earrings. He would have the backwards beret. Even though I was like a, you know, a nerdy white kid, I had that backwards <laughs> Nike beret. Did not look good in it. <laughs> but crazy enough, dude. And like, it, I mean, and, Everybody, there is no LeBron James without Michael Jordan. They're completely different players. I don't even like comparing. I compare oh, more Kobe. LeBron to Magic Johnson. He's more yeah, of a it's Kobe and player. Michael, LeBron yeah. and Magic. Yeah. But they all wanted to be him, man. They all, everybody in the everybody in the playground, everybody wanted to be Michael Jordan my age or in my generation. Or you wanted your team, you hated Michael Jordan because he beat your team every single year. That would be me. Yes. The Knicks or, you know, the, Box. Uh, the Miami Heat, any of those other teams. But yeah, I mean the style though. I mean the Jordans are still the number one selling shoe. My kid wants them now. They're still like two hundred and fifty dollars. Some pairs eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. The retros. Everybody wants the retros. Those things are released like once every five years. Everybody goes crazy for them. Funny enough though, growing up, I wasn't the biggest Jordan fan. Like I was happy my team had them because we won the championship every year. But I was the biggest Tony Kukoc fan. So sometimes I would get oh. upset with Jordan for the way that they treated Kukoc. 
But the greatest, the greatest of all time, the greatest scorer of all time is Michael Jordan. The greatest all-around player of all time is LeBron James. I would take Jordan 100 out of 100 times over LeBron, though. There will never be another Michael Jordan. I mean, look at his – go back today since he's turning 60 and watch his Hall of Fame speech. He literally calls out every single player that he competed against and rips into them, and that's what I love about that guy. Like, he's a killer. You wouldn't want to play with him. I remember hearing the stories. A couple of my favorites really quick. Uh, he passed the ball to a teammate one time, and they kind of bobbled it, so then he whipped the ball at their face for, like, the next year. And then I heard one story where I think it was Bill Weddington at one time uh, blocked – one of Michael Jordan's shots at practice. And so then the rest of the year, he would just like run at him, hit jumpers, dunk on him and be like, where are you on that one, Bill? Block this effing stuff. What about punching Steve Kerr? Well, he punched Steve Kerr in the face as well. But great teammate. Steve Kerr should um, not be getting in Michael Jordan's face. Th- th- so uh, all of that good stuff. Obviously, I, I hated Jordan. Um, Post career Jordan, having been around him at the NBA draft combine for a number of years, one of the coolest guys. I've ever seen as far as dealing with fans and signing and just how he dealt with people first class, wasn't a jerk and arrogant guy. None of that. He was just always really cool and became a fan of that. Uh, when I saw it, I, I will say pretty much on the same angle you did, but I'll, I'll narrow it in the marketing and star mentality that he created for himself became the identity of the National Basketball Association. Rory McIlroy just came out, I was reading uh, yesterday, and said the PGA needs to adapt how the uh, NBA emphasizes and markets around their star players. The PGA should market around their star players on the tour like the, uh, like the NBA does. And I think he's absolutely right. I think all these individual sports should have that star mentality uh, like the NBA does. But if it wasn't for Michael Jordan and his marketing campaign and be like Mike and all that other stuff, you don't have nowhere near the exposure of these other guys, right? I mean, all the, the Black Mamba, the King, Shaq, all these guys. I mean, a lot of these guys are a nickname. You know who they're talking about. Regardless, if you have ever watched them play, if somebody came up to you and said, who's the king in sports? LeBron James. Who is the Black Mamba? Kobe, right? Majority of people know who you're talking about. Um, for Michael Jordan, it was, hey, Michael did this last night. You knew there might be 100 Michaels in the NBA, but you knew what Michael they were talking about, similar to Giannis. If somebody says Giannis, a majority of people around this country know exactly who you're talking about. You don't have to know how to say his last name. You don't have to pronunciate it the right way. You just say Giannis. People know who he is because that's how the NBA markets their stars, and it's because of Michael Jordan. I, I think that's the single biggest impact that he's had something that the NFL has always been against. They've always wanted team marketing. Major League Baseball doesn't believe in doing any marketing, so it's never really applied to them uh, at all. So that's where I'm at on that. Ryan Horvath, thanks for filling in, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. Go Bucks. Good. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath, the host of Vet MGM tonight. Him, Trista Crick, Nick Ashu. Uh, always a fun show to uh, check out and uh, give a listen to. Don't forget, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we normally record this. Nathan Marzian and myself available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Have a good one. Toodles.